<laughs> it's playtime! Hey kids, it's me, Quacker Jack. I'm a. Uh, I hate to support that demented duck and say that you're listening to Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. But it's better than playing Whittle Boy. Besides, Mr. Banana Brain says it's really a great show, Joe. <laughs> All right, and you know I got time for my boy. My boy is here today, Quacker Jack. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and hey, did you know the longest recorded flight by a chicken is 302 feet, 8 inches? <laughs> yep. All right, Mike. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. I learned something from this episode. Oh, um, did you? It's going good. Um, this episode, I know it's dropping a week before Christmas, but we're recording this only a few days before Thanksgiving. And this has been so crazy. This year is the first year we're not going to see family because of COVID. So we're actually going to make our own Thanksgiving dinner. And everybody has to do something for the first time in their lives. This is going to be the first time ever I'm actually making a turkey. What, Mike? You never made a turkey before? No, are, are, are you baking it or are you frying it? What, what are you planning on doing? Baking it. Oh, frying? No, 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 no. I wouldn't. Take, okay. I wouldn't take a risk like that. Okay, um, so you're gonna bake it? Yeah, it's sitting in the oven, sitting in the uh, the fridge right now. Never done this before. Um, so we'll you'll see how fine. it goes. Yeah, you'll be fine, man. Wrap it up in aluminum foil, season that thing up, man, and then just check it every. But I always check like every hour and a half and juice it up, man. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. um. It'll be interesting. Usually we go to my wife's uncle's house and there's a whole bunch of us, like 20 some odd people there. And it's just we can't do that this year. But I'm I want my bird. I'm not, I want turkey. And so does my daughter. So we're doing this. OK, I, I remember the first time I did it was probably like 12 years ago. It was when uh, my daughter was first born. She was only one. Of course, she couldn't eat it. But, mm -mm. you know, I was like, you know, this is going to be the time I, I need to learn. But. You know, I was on the phone with my dad the whole night. I was texting him all in the morning, you know, just making sure, you know, using Google. <laughs> you know, uh, that's but, what it's for. Yeah. But a after that, man, I, I got confident. I just do it on my own now. You know, now I remixed it. No longer use his recipe. Use my own. Remix it a right. little bit. Yeah. I'm so, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's a great experience, man. Uh, I And it was crazy, too. I didn't know how to carve it either, so I had to go on YouTube to learn how to carve a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, man, but we all have to do something for the first time eventually in our lives. So oh, yeah. why not now? Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, but, man, you know, Mike, quick, uh, a few quick announcements. By the time this one aired, we ha would have already announced the winner of our um, Darkwing Funko Pez giveaway. And we would announce our winner, the YouTube exclusive one of a Funko Pop, where they get to choose between uh, Goslin, Megavolt, and Negatron. Whoever wins that gets mm. to choose. Um, I also threw another offer out there. I haven't checked my email yet. Um, for those who've seen our Zoom chat and stuff, we have um, a, uh, one of our buddies, uh, Michelle. Uh, she has this army of plush, is what I like to call them, her army. <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. whatever you guys are visualizing, visualize bigger. 
Yeah. <laughs> she had literally has an army, and you cannot see the complete army uh, when we're on video chat. She has a lot more. And I put a challenge out there. If you felt you have a, a plush army of your own that can compete with hers, I'm not saying you can beat it. Yeah. But c- can go f- four quarters or a 12 round boxing <laughs> match with her. You know, you can put up a good fight. I, I may give you something. I, I think this that would be very impressive, you know. And it's not all Darkwing plushes, of course. You know, she got all kind yeah. of Disney stuff. Um, and other stuff we plan on giving away. We got um, some comic books we're going to be giving away soon. Uh, we got some uh, other Disney pins, some DVD stuff, um, some more. I got a ton of Funko Pops to give away. They're not all Darkwing, but they're all Disney Afternoon related. Yeah. So. And yeah. of course, and of course, listeners, some of this stuff may have already happened by the time you hear this, but Will has a ton of stuff, so there's no way we would have gotten through all of it yet. Yeah. And, and you know, like I said, we got a plenty of other stuff, you know, from like, uh, I got extra Chip and Dale DVD sets in there. You have comics, uh, too. Got lots of comics. The Disney Afternoon ones. Uh, that Definitely Dangerous, I'm really considering giving away my uh, double one, the one that has a few creases on it. Oh, this has to be a big giveaway, though. Yeah, I may hold off on that. And I also have a launch pad uh, autograph Funko Pop that by Terry McGovern. That one, uh, too. Yeah, that one I think I'm going to hold off till we hit 1,000 um, uh, uh, people on our group page. I might do that mm-hmm. one when we hit 1,000 or something. Right. I don't know. But anyway, man, let's get on. Uh, Mike, what episode are we talking about today? You better be nice, Mike. You better <laughs> be nice. <laughs> I, I am can't. making absolutely no promises for this one. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long time in coming. Today we're talking about Quack of Ages. Quack of um, Ages. I, I think the title is a reference to Rock of Ages, which I'm not sure. It's mm-hmm. either an album by the band, which is their name, the band, or it's a Def Leppard song. I'm not sure what that is, but it's Quack of Ages. Um, finally, we get a Quackerjack episode again. It's been a while since we've gotten one of those. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, uh <sighs> I rewatched the episode. Do you want me to talk about it a little bit now, or do you want to just kind of gradually talk about it as we get into it? Let's go into it, because at the end, we're going to have to uh, rate it anyway. So Okay. All right. So, let's, uh, Mike, what's our production air date order, man? Okay. So, this one aired Wednesday, February 26th, 1992, and it was 56th in production order. Our story editor is Steve Roberts. Um, we remember him. He wrote mm-hmm. some of my favorite Darkwing episodes. This is the second one he was story editor on by production order, but it's his last one to air. So this is the last time we're going to talk about Steve Roberts. Our writer is no one we've talked about so far, and nobody will talk about again. Uh-oh. Um, this is somebody named Joe Olson. If you look on his IMDb, he mm-hmm. literally... For writing credits, just has this one Darkwing Duck episode. Oh, wow. His only other credits, I, I don't even know if this is the same guy and somebody has the wrong info. An actor in three gore videos that were made between 2008 and 2015 with names like Cryptic Plasm and Blood Pigs. What's, but, what's gore video? What is that? Like, a, like gore, like movies that have gore in them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of odd. He wrote this one Darkwing Duck episode for kids, and he's an actor in gory videos. Something doesn't quite add up, but very interesting. Maybe somebody with the same name, their names got kind of mixed up or something. There are a lot of Joe Olsons on IMDb. I saw a bunch of them. Okay. Um, 
But that could explain a few things with this one. <laughs> um, and animation-wise, we have the not-so-triumphant return of Hanho Huang Up. Which one did they do? They did um, Dirty Money and Double Dark Wings. So Ooh. they're not quite batting a good average right now with Darkwing episodes. Mm. What, what was the production get... order on this one again? 56. So it's been a very long time, even by production order, that mm. they've done a Darkwing Duck episode. Okay, and they shouldn't have screwed this one up, man. They really Being so far back. Yeah. yeah, you would think they would have had their act together. And they're going to do some really great ones coming up. I mean, just one quick preview. They did Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain. Oh, okay. oh so good, So good for them. Uh -huh. um, but this one has, I think this one might trump the Steelbeak mistake from um, Cleanliness Next to Badliness with the robe. Because in this episode, I don't know what happened. But throughout literally the entire thing, Quacker Jack's eyelids, neck, and hands are all painted the same color as his beak and legs, mm -hmm. which bothers me like crazy. It really, really aggravates me. It, it, it definitely aggravates me as a Quacker Jack fan. Uh, before we, we started recording, remember I asked you about it. I said, hey, man, what the heck was wrong with his eyelids? And you explained it to me <laughs> what was yeah, going on. Normally they're colored the same color as his hat, but here they're orange. And his mm -hmm. most of his body, that means most of his body is orange in this episode. It's very distracting. And since yeah. it's in every single shot, that's like the, the, the worst Darkwing coloring mistake of all time, I would say. Okay. Uh, Hanho had their share of uh, animation mistakes. We'll see more of that kind of stuff in their later episodes. But that's really all I want to say about the animation. It's very bland. There's almost no, like, life to it. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the mistake, there'd be nothing to talk about as far as the animation goes. Do you have yeah. anything besides uh, that? There's only one scene that stood out to me, but it's not even great. It's not something I would like, hey, Mike, yo, this scene looked awesome. I just like the very beginning uh, when they're riding on the rat catcher uh, and uh, you can see DW, like, he exploded from the bomb or something. Right. The okay. way his impression, yeah, that's it. Other than that, well, nothing stood out to me. Nothing. No. Hanho Huang Up is very average. I actually like Sun Wu more than them. They have their moments in some episodes, though. Um, mm -hmm. So why don't we, um, good segue yeah, with the scene on the Rat Catcher. So that's how we start. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the plot. We got uh, Cracker Jack. He's being chased. But he's on a pogo stick. And he's like hopping over skyscrapers kind of it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah um nice mode of transportation for him though oh yeah and then um we got darkwing um he's on the rat catcher and lp says he mentioned something about him defusing a bomb i've never and, seen someone do that that way before launchpad says yeah and then darkwing says something about his body uh, absorb the body. blast yeah <laughs> and he's all charred i yeah. like the opening i like how we start in chase mode yeah, I, I like do it like how it starts. Yeah, and then uh, LP has a tracking device where he can track where Cracker Jack is. But uh, how are they tracking him, Mike? The tracking device is inside Banana Brain. Yep. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Darkwing and uh, LP. I don't know what that machine is called, but the, uh, street that, the, sweeping, street sweeper. The street sweeper. It flattens them. Yep. Rat catcher <laughs> and all. Mm-hmm. And they get tossed into uh, some kind of, was it a yo-yo factory? I think it's a warehouse. Okay. We, we, ha we have to set this up. Quacker Jack's PO'd about the yo-yo for mm -hmm. some reason. Like, 
that's that's a big come down from video games. How could he possibly be threatened by yo-yos? Yeah. Even in 1991, who is playing with yo-yos? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, I had a yo-yo, but my but daughter I, loves I yo-yos. playing with it. <laughs> you know. Um, but he he's decided to go back in time to destroy the first yo-yo because he tried to blow up a yo-yo factory. Mm-hmm. And what does he have? How does he do this? This is significant. Yeah, it was some kind of. It looked like a like a top or something. He was spinning around in it. What, well, what was that? It's the early version of his time top. Only it's not the ride-on version from the next episode we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's a little version he stands on and he spins and he goes back in time. Yeah, and then uh, DW borrows the shush time machine. We haven't seen that one in a while, man. And we're not going to see it again after this one. Last time we saw it was what Paradox. Yep. Okay. Because um, the Quacker Jack is. He's gone 700 years into the past yeah. um, because the tracking device still shows he's in St. Canard, just not that time period. Mm-hmm. So he, the uh, DW and, and LP, they traveled to 1291. Um, uh, this, this is such a stupid joke, and it's not even funny stupid. Darkwing goes, we're going back in time. And Launchpad goes, oh boy, in time for what? <laughs> That's really know. bad. That's yeah. Really bad. Yeah. So they travel back to 1291 and they land right in the water as soon as they get there. And, um, because there's somebody's no darkness fishing. tower. Yeah. So somebody's fishing and catches them. Mm, who, who is who, it, Who's well? fishing? Oh, you want me? It's, yeah. It's made binketh. <laughs> binketh. No prizes for knowing. Yeah. It's Binky. <laughs> All right, I so from here on out, let's just call her Binky from here on out. I guess she's cute in this one. She speaks in like old English dialogue, and you know, she's all right. No, it's Binky. Yeah, and, and you know, Darkwing's demanding to her, you know, he needs to see the king. And she asks who he is, and I, I like this back and forth. He says, What if I told you we're from 700 years in the future? And she says, I'd say you're a warlock and you should be burned at the stake. And Darkwing <laughs> says, We're from Sweden. <laughs> We're from Sweden. <laughs> there's some there's some funny dialogue in this. Yeah, one that's what I was gonna right? say. You know, I, I we'll get more into it though. But but yeah, man, it, I'll just spoil this right now. It's not as bad as I remembered it. It's not as bad. Mm. Okay, but I, I I'm not gonna go any further into that right now. All right, let's keep going <laughs> with this plot. Let's keep okay. going with this plot. So the king's carriage shows up. It's King Herb, and who's his minister? Quacker Jack. Quacker Jack is there, buddying up to King Herb. Yep. And because Quacker Jack's whole plan is to destroy the yo-yo once King Herb invents it. Yeah, and him and DW, they get into a squabble really quick, man. They don't waste do, no time. Do you hear Darkwing call him a jackanape? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he didn't Darkwing call himself a spud-mothering jackanape in the Justice Ducks episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, so he attacks uh, Quacker Jack, but then he gets thrown out of the carriage. So that didn't really work for him. They didn't show it, but Quacker Jack yelled guards, so we don't get to see the guards throw him out, though. Yeah, it kind of cuts really quick to him flattened in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then we get, um, what, DW and LP? They uh, Well, DW's talk, talking to Binky first, and he's trying to break into the castle. Yeah, yeah, here's here's this thing. This is my bi- really big, besides just being a boring episode, here's my thing about this episode. 
I don't like back in time medieval episodes of cartoons. It's very cliched. I mean, DuckTales did it and it was okay. But everything this episode does is so predictable. Like all this stuff coming up of Darkwing trying to get into the castle was really played out like 30 years earlier when Frizz Freeling was doing it with Yosemite Sam in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. I mean, it's pretty much what this is. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get in. He uses a battering ram. Then he uses a, um, a pole vault. He uses a Trojan horse. And he just keeps trying to get in. And he keeps failing. Mm -hmm. And they're such old jokes. I expect yeah. better from this show, honestly. Yeah. yeah, the Trojan horse was like a Trojan duck, though, right? That's the only difference they did with it. Yeah, and the whole joke is that Launchpad was supposed to be inside, but he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And this is really out-of-character moment for Darkwing when Launchpad walks over and Darkwing gets so mad at him, he is ready to beat him with a, beat him with a big tree branch. Mm -hmm. Like, Darkwing wouldn't hit his best friend with a tree branch, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, he, he, yeah, but then uh, Binky finds her way into the castle and... Darkwing yes. asked her, <laughs> how, how yeah. did you do that? <laughs> they never locketh the back door. <laughs> mm, okay, that works. Yeah. So then DW and LP, they get in, but the guard, they catch it. The, the guards catch DW and LP. <laughs> Darkwing's like, do you have a phone? My car broke down. It's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. The dialogue is so strange in this one. It really is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they're caught, Quacker Jack claims them as spies. He does that instantly. They're spies, Your Highness. Quacker Jack spies. Is, yeah, he's so out for blood in this episode. <laughs> like, Quacker Jack is not playing around. He just wants Darkwing dead. <laughs> yeah, but Darkwing, he, he, he denies the, the spies claim, and he claims to be a sorcerer. Yes. And um, Herb doesn't really care. I mean, King Herb is so blasé about everything. It doesn't really bother him. Herb is actually excited to see a magician. He's yeah. okay with it. And yeah. then Herb meets Binky. Oh, he, he he falls in love instantly, man. It's like love at first sight. <laughs> they're, they're cute together. Although I kind of wonder what this means about the Muddlefoot family tree. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't even want to think about like how that how that goes. Yeah, you're thinking um, too deep, Mike. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. way too deep. <laughs> yeah, I, I know where you're going with that, you know, logically speaking, but yeah, you're going way too deep for a cartoon series. <laughs> oh, and Quacker Jack asks Darkwing how he found him, and that's when Darkwing mentions the uh, homing device on Banana Brain, which is the last time we see Banana Brain. Mm -hmm. Quacker Jack throws him aside, and we don't see him again. But did you notice when Quacker Jack picks up Banana Brain, Banana Brain's eyes look at Quacker Jack and his mouth opens. Oh, no, I didn't catch that. It's I gotta like for a, that. for a split second, he comes alive. Oh, like, okay. Like the animators didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Darkwing decides to put on a magic show for King Herb. Mm -hmm. How's that go, Will? Uh, it doesn't go too good. Well, actually... It doesn't go good, but it doesn't really matter because Herb's not even paying attention. <laughs> yeah, which is good because Darkwing's a terrible magician. Yeah, uh, he, not, he tries, nothing's working. <laughs> no, he tries to do the bunny trick, and then Launchpad spends the rest of this act chasing bunnies around the castle. Um, and then he tries the ring trick, and he just gives up on that. It's terrible. 
And Quacker Duck's standing there saying, it's fake, it's fake. Look, sire, it's fake. And it's just, like he said, Herb's not paying attention. Uh, he, he's too in love, man. <laughs> but then, then, Darkwing does a disappearing box trick. But he needs he, Binky for it. Yep, he puts Binky in the box, flips it around, and then what does Quacker Jack do? He takes her. Yep, so when the, he opens the box again, she isn't in there. He tries to undo the trick. He can't get her back. And that's when Quacker Jack accuses him of being a warlock. Yep. And, and that's her, it. Yep, her just, he doesn't really care. He just wants her back. That's all he wants. He just wants Binky back, you know? He, he doesn't want Darkwing punished, but he just wants Binky back. But, yeah, Darkwing and Launchpad are brought to the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guards bring them to the dungeon, and... Quacker Jack, he wants the confession. Yeah, he wants Darkwing to confess he's a warlock. And um, I, we haven't mentioned yet that Herb keeps bringing out prototypes for the uh, yo-yo. And they, oh, keep yeah. back, they keep backfiring on Quacker Jack. The first one was an anvil. The second one exploded on him. And there's one mm -hmm. more later on in the episode. Yeah. And, I, forgot uh, we, I forgot we didn't even mention those, man. <laughs> no, no. It's just this episode. If I didn't take notes on it, I wouldn't remember the minutia of it. Just mm -hmm. how it goes. Um, so Quacker Jack brings in um, two guys. Their names are Circumference and Surveillance. Funny, funny, funny stuff. Um, and again, he's just trying to make Darkwing, you know, confess to being a warlock. So he's gonna—he's torturing him. Yeah. Um, he puts him on the rack, tries to stretch him out. And Launchpad has a funny line. Like, Launchpad's only funny line, really. Launchpad, when Darkwing gets thrown aside, Launchpad goes, hang in there, DW. I think he's getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, what else does Quacker Jack do to Darkwing? The next one, was, I think it was called the Thumb Screw. Yeah, it's was a that... giant thumb. Mm -hmm. And Darkwing, they copy a joke from Toy R Us, which I explained when we did that one. Darkwing says his correspondence course in thumb wrestling paid off. Like, that's verbatim the exact same joke. Mm -hmm. Remember that? You can't yep. have a correspondence course in thumb wrestling through the mail. It doesn't work that way. Um, so, again, they're just copying things. And then, finally, what's the last thing that Quacker Jack brings out to torture Darkwing? This was what I had to ask you about. Uh, he yeah. brings out, on um, this one, it was called Mr. Trivia what? Mr. Trivia Buff. Buff, um, okay. The, the exact same doll from Toys R Us. That Which was Mr. That, History, History doll, doll. Right? Yeah, so mm -hmm. this is a similar doll, different function. Um, and it, it throws in a couple of facts. One of them was the one about the chicken I said at the beginning. And Launchpad snaps immediately and says that Darkwing's a warlock. <laughs> that was well, so he, did, he doesn't just do that. Launchpad signs the confession. Yep. Like, <laughs> he does Darkwing so dirty with that. And then he's like, but what harm can it do? It's like he's not even using his brain. Yeah. They're so, going to execute Darkwing. Yeah, they, he's going to be beheaded. But, mm -hmm. but Herb says he doesn't want him beheaded. He only wants his Binky back. That's all he cares about. He just and, wants uh, Binky. Well, Quacker just like, you know, we'll get Binky back once we, you know, destroy the warlock. He says mm -hmm. it with his mouth full. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Michael Bell was eating something when he recorded that. If not, he's really good because it sounds like Quacker Jack has his mouth full. Yeah. You know, I'll say it now. I don't love how Quacker Jack was written because he's like so grumpy and out for blood and angry. 
But Michael Bell's performance in this one is very good, very nuanced, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I love him. The the laughter's there the whole episode. He he's killing it, man. Michael Bell's but, all over it, man. Does he ever say it's playtime? No, nah, he doesn't say it in this episode. Maybe the writer didn't know he says it. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah he, he, yeah, he never said it in this episode. No, no. So, Darkwing has a way out of this. Yep, he th- he's threat he threatens everyone that he's gonna bl- uh, black out the sun because they uh, brought along an almanac which says yep. it's supposed to be an eclipse. Yep, but it's the wrong day, Mike. It's the wrong day. Yeah, launch pad <laughs> was off by an entire day. So I'm gonna take a moment to digress. Disney has done on these Disney afternoon shows. They've done this entire idea twice already. I'll mention both of them quick. You've probably seen both episodes. There was a DuckTales episode called Allowance Day, where Scrooge and Fenton were in front of a firing squad, and the only way to prove what day it was was an eclipse. Mm -hmm. Then there was a Tailspin episode called The Time Bandit, where Rebecca Cunningham was in front of a firing squad. And again, the only way to prove what day it was was a passing comet. So now they're doing the exact same thing a third time. With an eclipse, which I don't know if it's lazy writing or it's just cliches, but, you know, it is what it is. But it's funny how they keep going back to the exact same thing. Yeah. So Darkwing has to stall for, yeah, an, for, entire, 24 hour, 24 for an entire hour. day. You notice he actually hits Launchpad. He takes the book and slams him over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Like Launchpad exists in this episode just to annoy him. Yep. And Launchpad doesn't have much of a function. In fact... After this scene, Launchpad doesn't say a word for the rest of the episode. We don't even see him. So he's kind of, he kind of just kind of goes away. So the eclipse does happen. I really like that when Darkwing predicts it, a lady goes, my ficus will die. (laughs) It's so stupid, but it it does make me laugh. Um, But then Maid Binky has been found. Where is she? Well, She's in a dragon's cave. Yeah, the only thing more cliche than everything we've gotten so far is if Darkwing had to slay a dragon. So he has to slay a dragon. Um, Yep, because of course, you're not in medieval times if you don't have to slay a dragon. Mm -hmm. So he comes up to the cave and uh, tell us more about what happens next, Will. Well, first the dragon destroys his sword, but then, you know, Darkwing comes up with an idea. You know, um, he goes in there and he tries to make a deal with the dragon. Yeah, the dragon's just a big goofball. He's not all that threatening. And Darkwing's plan is, you know, if I pretend to slay you, no one will ever bother you again. And the dragon agrees. Now, again, another quick digression. This is also something that's been done so many times. There was a Disney um, movie called The Reluctant Dragon, where the whole story is a knight makes a deal with the dragon to pretend to slay him. And that goes back like 40, 50 years. Like, this is a very, very old plot line. In fact, I just watched a bunch of the new Animaniacs episodes that just came out on Hulu. And they actually did this exact same plot with Pinky and the Brain, where they make a deal with the dragon to pretend to slay him. And just like in this episode, the dragon overacts and keeps having it up and keeps coming back to life when you think he's dead. The exact same thing. I thought of this episode immediately. 
today when I watched that Pinky and the Brain cartoon. Um, so yeah, they make the deal. Darkwing, quote unquote, slays the dragon, uh, who keeps overacting. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually die. He just keeps, you know, overacting. It's, it's ridiculous. And yeah. what happens next, Will? Well, you know, Darkwing's not happy. He's trying to tell him he keeps overselling it and everything. So, um, uh, Herb has a new, well, they go back to Herb, but we're, okay. Uh, before <laughs> we go any further. We are struggling who, with this one, man. <laughs> yeah. Who, who was the dragon voiced by? I think, I think. He was voiced by a voice actor named Paul Eating. I don't didn't know much about this voice actor till I checked his IMDb not very long ago. He has a really extensive career. Um, he's not credited for any characters in this one, but since this voice doesn't sound like Bell, McGovern, or Cummings, it's got to be this voice actor. Mm-hmm. But which Transformer did he voice, Will? You're aware of this. Oh, yeah. Perceptor. Which who's Perceptor? What is what is what Transformer is that? He was like a microscope. <laughs> he was a nerd. Isn't it, isn't it funny how every voice actor we've talked about has played at least one Transformer and one Smurf? Yeah. <laughs> we just keep coming back to those two shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they yeah, go back man. to the castle. Yeah, they go back to the castle. You know, Darkwing has claimed he's uh slayed the dragon. Uh Quacker Jack's not not buying it though quite yet. He's not no. quite buying it. Mm-mm. No, he's like, uh-uh, no way Darkwing slayed that dragon. The dragon does come in, still overacting, but it really doesn't matter because Binky's okay, and Herb asked her to marry him, and she mm-hmm. says yes, of course. Did you notice when Binky walks in and accuses Quackerjack, she calls him Crackerjack? No, I did not catch that. That sounds racist, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Crackerjack is, you know, it is Crackerjack, you know, it's the food. Uh-huh. Which is what Quacker Jack is named after, but yeah, I I can see I can see where you're coming from with that too. Um, <laughs> but she comes in and goes, "It was Quacker Jack," and I'm like, "Oh man, I guess Susan Tolsky never had to say Quacker Jack before, and she screwed up the line." <laughs> so we get a fight. We finally get Darkwing and Quacker Jack fighting, which is nice. Finally, yeah. Uh, we get Nutty Putty comes back for the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, not the last time though. He he goes back to it one more time. Um, one of my favorite jokes in this episode, Darkwing goes, men, a sword, and all the knights throw swords at him and bury him in swords. And then you hear him inside the swords go, men, a tourniquet, uh, which is funny. I like that. Uh, Quackerjack winds up a, a suit of armor, which attacks Darkwing. My other favorite joke in this one, Quackerjack throws a bomb at Darkwing. He's Darkwing swings a mace at it. The bomb gets stuck to the mace. Darkwing goes, whoa, and then gives it to the suit of armor and it blows up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. And uh, this, this, this ending has a few funny gags, actually. I will admit that. Did, when did Darkwing pull out that magnet gun from the gas Yeah, gun? isn't it weird? He pulls out a magnet. He goes, suck reverse polarity from my magnet gun. Did this writer know what the gas gun was called? I guess not, man. Like, you would never call the gas gun something else entirely. I mean, it's yeah. the gas gun. Mm-hmm. And one more, one more funny little joke. It does make me laugh. Quackerjack takes King Herb hostage with, with a, a turkey. turkey. With a turkey <laughs> leg. And Darkin goes, put the turkey down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny. You know, it's got some funny jokes as we close. 
Not enough to save it, but it's still kind of funny. But we finally get to see somewhat of a yo-yo finally, though. Somewhat. How does does that? (laughs) Who's the yo-yo? Quacker Jack. (laughs) Um, One little bit of animation of Quacker Jack actually spinning up and down like a yo-yo is actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like the one moment in the episode I was like, I like that shot. This is how they should have ended. They should have ended the episode like this, man. Uh, I hate the ending. I really do. I do. I do too. Um, Because how does it end? The dragon is still faking his death. He's still overselling it, man. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what did he say? Win one for the Gipper, and then he gets hit with pies, right? And then, oh, I hate this. Darkwing looks at the camera and winks, and the episode ends. It could have ended with just Quackerjack as the yo-yo and just ended it there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there is only one shot of Quackerjack painted correctly, and that's the last time you see the cast looking at the dragon. He's actually painted properly. Oh man, I know, right? And like all, like you see that one shot, you're like that's how he should have looked the whole time. What happened? I don't know. Um, but with, <laughs> but with animation, you can't go back, especially back then when it wasn't digital. You can't go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's Quack of Ages, and all right, let's get into it, Mike. <laughs> I, I know you said you like it more than the last time you watched it. Yeah. This is an episode I dread watching when I marathon Darkwing Duck. The fact that I had to watch it twice for the podcast really, really wasn't fun. The second time I watched it for the notes, I was really having a hard time focusing. I just don't like this one. Okay. In fact. In fact, for years after it came out, I kept forgetting it existed. Um, I'm going to so, rate it because okay. it's better to go with the lower rating first. Uh-huh. This is one of my all-time least favorite episodes. It's like the bottom two for the Disney Afternoon episodes. One is below it, so I'm going to give this one a half a star. Whoa! Hey. Hey, I, I can't build up to this for months and actually you know, not give it a score like this. Okay. It's. I think it's a mess. I think it's really cliched. It's hard to sit through. The animation mistake is really, really distracting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few funny jokes which we mentioned that you know are humorous, but it's not enough to save it. Even Herb isn't doing much for me in this one. Um, and Launchpad's of no- Launchpad only exists to be annoying, and then mm-hmm. he drops out of the episode entirely. It's like little things like the gas gun being called a magnet gun and repeating old jokes. It's I don't like it. And since mm-hmm. now that we've done it, now that, we, now that it's over with, I'm kind of happy we're done with it. Okay. Which is a shame because it's a Quackerjack episode. I love him too. And it's a good performance from Michael Bell. But even that isn't enough for me. But let's get a little bit more positive. Give us your rating, Will. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to... All right, let me just talk about it first before I give Go my score. Okay, I, I got to own, this is not a great Quacker Jack episode. As much as I love Quacker Jack, it's his worst one by far. Yes. It, to me, it's not even close, right? Um, I definitely did like the episode better than how I remember it. I don't remember Launchpad being so funny in the episode, especially when he did the confession and all that. Ah, oh, man, that part was so hilarious. Uh, Quacker Jack, uh, well, not Quacker Jack, Michael Bell does a phenomenal job with the voice acting this whole episode with the laughter, with the food in his mouth, the, you know, the dialogue, yeah. his voice, his voice is set because there was one episode where I felt like 
Michael Bell's Cracker Jack voice wasn't quite there yet, but that this might, one that might have been Whiffle while you work. Okay, Whiffle while you work. That yeah, might that be. Might yeah, it is it. Yeah. Uh huh. But on this one, it is it, is there. It's definitely there. It, you know, he's perfected it. Um, I hate the drawings of uh, the coloring of Quacker Jack. It, like you said, it was bothering me also. So I was like, I gotta mention this to Mike. I hope something's not wrong with me where I've never noticed this before. You, you know? know, I w well, I wouldn't mind the eyelids or the neck. It's the hands, mm -hmm. like the orange hands. It really bothered me. It's like okay. if Darkwing. It's like if Darkwing's hands were purple the entire episode. Mm -hmm. You know, the hands bothered me, but the eyelids did bother me also. You said the eyelids didn't bother you; they they really annoyed me. I guess because I'm a hardcore Quacker Jack fan, so it, it really bothered me a lot, man. It was really annoying me. Um, so there are some funny jokes which you mentioned, several of them, but there are also some jokes that miss, Mike. There's some jokes that miss really bad, you know, like like uh, old boy in time for what? Yeah, <laughs> that's There's bad. There's several of them that miss really bad, man. Um, I got don't know, other, man. Got any other examples that we didn't mention? Uh, not off the top of the head. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, this. I'm going to give this episode... I told you a score earlier, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to go a little lower than what I told you earlier. Uh, I'm going to go one and a half. Still higher um, than mine. Still higher than yours. Uh, I think Quacker Jack help it, helps it, LP helps it a little bit, but overall, it's not a great episode. As much as I love Quacker Jack, I, I can't do it. I can't oversell it either, man. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest, you know? Even our favorite characters star in bad episodes. It's just it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> but it's just a shame he was only in five solo episodes, and this had to be one of them. Yeah. You know, you know but... Well, we got it over with. We but over with. the good thing is, this episode, I should have mentioned earlier, begins what I've always called the Quacker Jack trilogy. Okay. Because it's three consecutive episodes with him in it, and each one builds on something the previous episode introduced, even though they weren't made in this order. Um, it's nice we're getting a lot more Quacker Jack next couple of episodes. Okay. Um, should I tell what the next one is? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so we're, we're jumping up in quality to what many people say is one of the greatest Darkwing Duck episodes of all time. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Time and Punishment next week. Okay. We're that's, a, finally, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fan favorite. That's a phenomenal episode. We finally got Goslin back. Been mm -hmm. a couple of episodes. Quackerjack and Megavolt. And I like Dark, that duel. And Dark Warrior Duck. Mm -hmm. And Dev Ross. Is back. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever we whenever we mention her going forward, we're gonna be really excited. Oh yeah. Yeah. All she right. Wrote, so Mike, she wrote some really great ones coming up. Yep. Definitely, man. But uh, all right, Mike, man. For the people listening to us for the first time, where can they find us at, man? Okay, we're sorry if you're listening to us for the first time and this is the episode you joined us on. We hope you enjoyed it, though. Okay, so we are on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Amazon, also Amazon Alexa. We are on YouTube, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. I think that was every single one, so we are super accessible. There is no excuse for not being able to listen to us. Will, do you have any shout-outs tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go a little different on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with a little bit of the cast. I want to give a shout out to Dev Ross and Susan Silo. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining our Zoom chat recently. Uh, by the time this one aired, 
it wouldn't be as recent but you know hey i still wanted to say thank you publicly even if y'all don't listen to the podcast i really appreciate it thank you guys it was nice to be able to you know, talk to you guys have you guys do flash quacks and interviews with us too mm-hmm. always wonderful to talk to them all right yeah so that's a uh, quack of ages mike you you're finally done with it you don't have Woo! to talk about it ever again <laughs> well now i have to build up the next one that i hate Okay. <laughs> one that's one I like less than this one. Um, I won't mention which one it is, though. We'll wait till we get closer. Okay. All right. So, guys, you know, thank you all for tuning in. And remember, stay dangerous. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>